Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your host, Jeff Jenkins. Thank you for being with us and welcome to Global Answers. If you recall, our last subject matter was evolution versus creationism or intelligent design. Did we evolve from some single-cell amoeba, some primordial soup, from a creature, from a, a bird, finally into a chimpanzee, and finally into a human being? Did we evolve or were we individually created species by species? Of course, I'm a pastor, so my belief is solidly founded in the scriptures, and that is that we, we were created by God Almighty, species by species. And we're going to find out that the human being is uh, far more intelligent and far more capable of gathering and understanding and being conscious and having the ability to know what is right and notice what is wrong. Uh, that, di that didn't happen by evolution. That happened because we were designed in the very image of God himself. Man was made and created in the image of God. So we have with us as our special guest, Brother Stephen Strew, and we've been talking about evolution versus creationism. And uh, I, I've got a question or something I would like to pose to Brother Stephen. I had mentioned in the last broadcast that uh, we've had roughly 5,900 years since Adam and Eve. And that's only because that's the record of mankind since the fall. But in reality, Brother Stephen, the earth, is it not a lot older? You know, Brother Jeff, it's an interesting dilemma that... Um that the church faces because not only do we have the naturalistic view of Darwinism, mm -hmm. uh, the, con the philosophy of methodological naturalism that everything has to be defined in natural terms, in terms of, of matter and energy, but we also have the difficulty of, uh, of the time frame. Mm -hmm. Darwin, of course, uh, would have liked there to have been uh, almost innumerable uh, eons of time uh, to, in order for his uh, theory to work. Mm -hmm. Creationists, that is, uh, those who believe in intelligent design, that uh, the purely naturalistic uh, methods don't explain uh, the the details that we see in cells, the machines and the complexities of life mm -hmm. that we can now observe. Christians have the problem that if they agree to a very long age for the earth and uh, for, the, for the biosphere, that it uh, somehow allows uh, for Darwinism. Mm. And so in order to um, present an alternative view that would uh, make it impossible for natural selection to have worked, they latched onto uh, the concept of a young earth. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a man uh, that published uh, his findings called Bishop Usher, mm -hmm. um, taking the genealogies from the scriptures, and he showed that um, Adam would have been on earth about 4004 BC, or as it said now, BCE, before the Christian era, mm -hmm. before Christ, 4,004 years, that was when he placed Adam on earth. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a number of uh, things that we need to, to look at uh, with regards to a young earth. The first is that we only 
can extrapolate in terms of the natural um, biosphere that we see around us the, in the natural world back to the creation back to, excuse me back to the fall mm -hmm. because we know that after the fall it seemed as if uh, many things changed in nature things that weren't weren't uh, there before suddenly appeared like mm -hmm. thorns and thistles yes. out of the earth and so it's it's perhaps not correct to say that um, the that Adam was created 4,004 years ago, before Christ, but rather that the fall um, and uh, that the, the timing of the genealogies mm. began mm. Uh, to start counting down, as it were, when man sinned, man died, mm. and uh, that meant that his lifespan on earth was now limited, whereas previously it could have gone on for eternity. So there was only a countdown of time mm. from the fall. And so, that's what Usher identified. So in reality, we're looking at two things. One is, is that Adam could have been living thousands of years, maybe on earth, enjoying fellowship with God, enjoying fellowship with, his, with God's creation before he fell. And therefore, we, can't, we, can't, we don't know anything before the fall, do we? Everything is after the fall. So one, we don't know how long man has been on earth entirely because the Bible doesn't tell us. Does, does the Bible and does science give us any indication that the earth is old? Correct. That's the next step now is to say we don't know how long Adam was on earth, but similarly the scripture doesn't address how long ago it was in, in terms of man days mm. uh, that the earth was created. And when I say man days, it means time as we uh, calculate it and measure it now. Mm -hmm. So what does the Bible say about uh, when the earth was created? It doesn't say anything mm. about when <laughs> the earth was created. It isn't as if there was a timeline that mm. uh, was identified in Scripture. Rather, all that's identified is the genealogies of man in terms of time. So what does the Bible say about uh, the creation? It says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, that addresses a couple of issues. First of all, there is an intelligent designer. His name is God, as we know it from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 at least. Mm -hmm. And we know that it was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And when was in the beginning? It doesn't say. How long ago was in the beginning? We don't know. Mm. Now, it also addresses one other thing. What was created? It says the heavens and the earth. So... Everything that we see in astronomy, hmm. everything that we see in the natural order of things, even uh, at the microscopic and the subatomic levels, mm -hmm. all of that was created back in the beginning. And we mm. don't know how long ago that was. Now, what happens subsequent to mm. that? And somebody might be um, thinking, but I thought it was created in six days. Um, Certainly, the scripture says um, in uh, Genesis chapter 20, when God is giving Moses the Ten Commandments, he says that, uh, the, that, uh, um, that God made the, made 
the heavens and the earth, he says, in six days. Now, we have to understand what that means. Mm -hmm. What took place in six days was the ordering of the creation. Right. He created it, but then it had to go through a process whereby the, the sun, for example, would rule the day. The moon would rule the night. Mm. The stars would be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. All of this is meaning that, the, that there was an order that had to go into the creation. Mm -hmm. And it's that that we don't have a time frame for. Now, with that in mind, when you said that there was a time in which things were created, uh, that reminds me of the, the Cambrian explosion uh, that science talks about and that in reality flies in the face of Darwinism, does it not? And could you explain the Cambrian explosion to our audience? So instead of scientists um, having to try and discredit Darwin's theory by saying there isn't enough time, Right. Because as far as we know, there may have been enough time. Mm -hmm. uh, what we now have found, and uh, with all the research that scientists are doing, especially Chinese scientists mm -hmm. have got uh, fossil beds that are just literally exploding with uh, fossils, especially soft tissue fossils, mm. which are very, very rare. Mm. And they are finding that uh, in this uh, Cambrian uh, layer, geological layer that's known as the Cambrian period, in the sedimentary rock of that time, they're finding that there is an explosion of thousands of different fossilized uh, creatures, animals, mm. that um, suddenly appeared in that period uh, called the Cambrian period, which was 550 million years ago. <laughs> and there was no or very little evidence in sedimentary layers beneath the Cambrian layer that showed any fossils at all. And there were plenty of sedimentary rock, which is ideal for the formation of fossils prior to the Cambrian period, prior to 550 million years ago. But it appears that the, the fossils suddenly appeared at that time. In fact, uh, Richard Dawkins mm -hmm. said it is as though the fossils, the, the, uh, the life forms of that time, the species, were planted there <laughs> without evolutionary history. He says most of the animal phyla, that's the, the different species of, of creatures that are represented mm. um, in, that, uh, in that period and even on Earth today, suddenly appeared, have no previous history. So there's no way then that one could have over millions of years evolved into the other into the other. Otherwise, we would not have such an evidence of a mass of different forms of individual species at the same period. The only diagram that Darwin had in his book, The Origin of the Species, mm -hmm. was a, a tree that had life uh, forms uh, out getting more and more detailed as the the tree came up from the roots to the limbs to the to the branches to the twigs mm. and uh, he was saying this is how life evolved in what we now call the tree of life starting from a single cell mm. and uh, becoming increasingly more complex as we get out into uh, the upper reaches of this tree mm -hmm. what this Chinese scientists are discovering today in this uh, tremendously uh, uh, Amount, just uh, this fossil field where there's just so many fossils. Yeah, what they're finding is that the tree of life is actually upside down. Well. What they're finding is that instead of evolution 
accounting for species slowly evolving and the fossil record showing uh, multiple intermediate species mm -hmm. starting from the single cell and moving up into higher and higher orders of organisms it's showing rather in the fossil record that all the life forms all the phyla mm -hmm. were present it seems during this period of the Cambrian mm. period, 550 million years ago, and that since then, rather than there being evolution, evidence mm. of evolutionary history, there's rather evidence of um, extinction history, mm. that life forms that were present there are no longer present today. And so not that they evolved, but that they um, went extinct. So there's less life forms that we can find today than that they are showing in the uh, Cambrian period uh, in those fossil fields. That is just the opposite of what Darwin taught. And so that in other words, the tree gets sparser at the top with regard to the number of life, of forms. life forms. Right. Interesting. So we know, for example, that there were that there's creatures that have become extinct. Right. Uh, since uh, w uh, the history of the Earth, right. things, animals, and creatures that are recorded in history that we no longer have on Earth. So um, extinction is not uh, a, a problem. It's right. just where did the original uh, life forms come from? And it appears from the fossil record from hard evidence mm -hmm. that those life forms suddenly appeared. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called the Cambrian explosion. It's as if life suddenly exploded onto the earth, which would be consistent with the biblical record. The biblical record that we were quoting from Genesis said yeah. that uh, God created the heavens and the earth. Later on in Genesis chapter 1, he says he made... Uh, vegetable life yes. appear on yeah. earth. He said, let the seed bring forth of its own kind, mm. uh, the fruit tree yielding fruit whose seed is in itself after its kind. Mm. So each, each seed, each uh, different type of vegetable life, um, given the right environment uh, that had uh, happened in days one and two, the, the right environment was created, those seeds began to grow. Then it says that he populated the waters and the, mm. and the atmosphere with fowls and uh, the waters with the fish. And then it says he created the beasts of the field and then man appeared on earth. Mm. And so the evidence of the fossil record confirms what we read in Genesis. Not the time period My. because we don't know what we the time period when. was, but it confirms the sudden appearance of yeah. animal forms on earth. Now... Um, Referring to the time period, because I remember reading something about Mr. Hubble and, uh, and the Big Bang that I grew up with as a, as a kid in school, always hearing about the Big Bang Theory, that if I got it right, science believed that at some given point, things uh, came into being uh, through some sort of explosion or some sort of a beginning. They don't really, science evolutionists don't really explain what that means, but we understand it from a biblical standpoint. But maybe you can explain to us, because it does look like, we know that in Genesis there's a record of a place, a point of origin, and out of that comes everything that is. And, and Hubble seems to allude to that very same reality, does he not? Yes, he does. Previously uh, to... Hubble's uh, findings. Hubble worked at the Mount, uh, Palomar, uh, Mount Wilson Observatory, the most powerful telescope that was available to him at that time, uh, from 1921 to 1926. Mm. And during that period, he was able to um, 
measure the rate at which the universe was expanding mm. by looking at uh, what we call today the red shift. Mm -hmm. he, he discovered that um, things that they were looking at, uh, light sources that they were looking at, stars, and eventually those stars turned out to be galaxies of mm. billions of stars, were moving at such an incredible speed that it caused a shift in the red direction. And by measuring the uh, the the spectrophotometer spectroscopically measuring that color, he was able to determine how fast they were moving, and so by by doing that he could calculate that uh, the Earth was indeed expanding. Now prior to that, it was the um, status quo within science to believe that the universe was in a steady state, that the universe was infinite, and that it was at a steady state. In other words, it was neither expanding nor contracting. Mm. Einstein, when he developed his theories of relativity, all of his calculations pointed to uh, the fact that the universe was either expanding very rapidly or contracting very rapidly. Mm. Since the considered opinion of that time was that the universe was in a steady state, um, he put in a factor to uh, factor out expansion or contraction uh, in order to uh, make his, uh, his equations work. <laughs> but now we know that, um, through, through evidence that we've been able to measure that Hubble was correct. Um, the famous astronomer, uh, Fred Hoyle, uh, mm -hmm. became Sir Fred Hoyle, um, famous for his research on, on the sun. Mm -hmm. um, he died a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Um, he was uh, so adamant that the universe was in a steady state and it was infinite and it had always been, so to speak, and it was um, mm. no, neither expanding nor contracting, that he uh, said that Hubble's uh, theory uh, should be called the Big Bang. And he said it in a derogatory way, <laughs> but it stuck, that uh, it was a, an explosion that um, caused the universe to come into being. The reason that Hubble thought that was because if the universe can be measured to be expanding today mm -hmm. at a certain rate, mm -hmm. and that rate is, uh, is, well, is well known, he would then be able to calculate backwards, mm. imagining that everything came from a, uh, a singularity, from a single point, he would be able to calculate that at this current rate of expansion, if we reversed those calculations and we went back from the outside reaches of the universe and moved backwards in time, it, we would find that uh, that original explosion took place about 16 billion years My. ago. And uh, th that figure has since been verified um, by uh, something that the cosmologists and the theoreticians came up with, and that is that if they could detect mm -hmm. a background radiation that was a few degrees above absolute zero, it would confirm um, the, the expansion rate of the universe. And it wasn't many years ago that the uh, COBE program was able to measure the background radiation of the of, of uh, space, and it turns out to be three or four degrees above absolute zero, exactly what Incredible. Hubble predicted. And so Einstein's theories can now be calculated without that uh, extra factor, because wow. we know the universe is not at a steady state. It is actually expanding all the time. So there was a point of origin in which God, the creator, uh, created, he said, let there be. 
I read one article and it blessed me. It just said that at one point it was the, the, the temperature, the Fahrenheit was 100 million, 100,000 million degrees and it was the, the whole world that was or sphere that was, was nothing but light and then everything was formed in an instant. And so when God created the heavens and the earth, mm -hmm. it um, originated as we now um, uh, believe, mm -hmm. from a singularity, from a single point in space, and it was the beginning of time. Mm. And this microscopically small, almost infinitely small um, um, particle mm. of, of density, mm. just mm. of mass that was just so incredibly dense, exploded mm. in, an, in an incredible uh, a burst of energy. Uh, and light, obviously, would have been part of that energy. And the... Um, the atoms the, uh, that were present in that original piece of matter yeah. then exploded out as, as, as gas in yeah. as gases and gaseous forms, which even today in the uh, in what's known as the Eagle Nebula yes. in the um, uh, M16 mm -hmm. galaxy, we can see stars being born. It's known as a star nursery. Mm -hmm. um, they're mm -hmm. called eggs. They're evaporating gaseous globules that is where stars are born. It's a star nursery. Mm. And it's, uh, the, this is uh, the University in Arizona photographed these, uh, these, these, they look like three pillars. You may have oh, seen that. And beautiful. the one's called the yes, Eagle beautiful. Nebula. Yes. And that's a star nursery. Mm -hmm. So we can see the formation of stars, even, even today, as they would have taken place. Countless millions of light years uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in space, which means that it was countless millions of years in the past. And we're just seeing that light now oh. here on Earth. So, so the, extraordinary. The, the let there be in the beginning the let there be in the beginning is still, that those words are still being fulfilled. Correct. Uh, God's word will not return to him void. That which God said, it's still happening. But we're seeing what happened in the past. It's like looking <laughs> back at, at uh, the fingerprint of God. It's like looking back at what God did countless millions of years ago. And now science today is vindicating a creator. Amen. A point of origin. Uh, this is a, a question that I've often pondered, and, and, uh, and that is, is that the earth being billions of years old, um, man having a beginning somewhere within that time, and yet it looks like dinosaurs, uh, uh, looks like the crustacean period, all this was pre-Adamic. Is that correct? Would you, you don't, do you think that there were dinosaurs on earth during the time of Adam, or do you think that was a, another uh, life form at another time? What, what, it's, it's hard for us to know um, which life forms, which uh, beasts mm -hmm. were present uh, before Adam. But the scripture is clear mm -hmm. that the animal kingdom was formed before man was formed. There you go. From the dust of the ground. Mm. And so, and when Adam was formed, remember, he was uh, given the garden to tend, so mm -hmm. all the vegetable life was there. And then it says he named the animals. So the animals preceded him uh, on yeah. earth. And, and that's what the evidence of, of uh, the fossil record in science shows. That's it's incredible. not in contrast with the scripture, but it's working hand in hand with the scripture. Science is beginning to vindicate the Bible. Prove the Bible uh, viable and something trustworthy. Uh, are there more scientists? Uh, I realize that uh, there's not very many atheists within, within science now, 
But are there, become, are there people coming to Christianity as a result of their own findings? I was curious. Do you know of any? Um, certainly uh, there are. And um, I, 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 I can't mention the ones by name that uh, definitely went in that direction. They went from atheists to, to believers in uh, in 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 the God of the Bible because of their scientific research, although I know that there definitely are some. Um, one of them if, uh, that I do know was, of course, Dr. Hugh Ross, who as a, as a, as a young student was able to look at uh, the different evidences of, uh, of science mm -hmm. and compare them with the different writings mm. of, uh, of different scriptures. And they they showed that uh, there definitely was a was a, a um, ev more evidence for a God of the Bible than there was for the the God of other religions, for example. So the, the that are represented in their scriptures. So this, the scriptural record, the God of the of the Bible, mm -hmm. the way that those writings uh, represent him, are more consistent with science well. than any other religious writings. Can you take a few moments to explain evolution versus microevolution and what that means? The way I understand it is that within a species, it is possible for there to be changes within the species. Darwin observed finches on the Galapagos Islands, and uh, he noticed that uh, some of the finches had, had large, uh, strong beaks mm -hmm. uh, that were suited for breaking open um, seeds mm -hmm. in order for them to be able to eat. And uh, he also noticed that there were some that had um, long, thin uh, beaks uh, that would uh, be more suited to, uh, for softer seeds. Mm -hmm. And he thought that was evidence of, of evolution. In other words, change mm -hmm. between from one species to another. Mm -hmm. Microevolution, on the other hand, is change within a species. And what mm. they discovered about the finches in the last few minutes here is that when it was a period of drought, there was adaptation within uh, the, the finches to allow them to crack open uh, seeds that had fallen on the ground and had now gotten hard, mm. that they had to use as a source of food. But that when the climate changed and when it was uh, far, far, far wetter mm -hmm. and therefore there were more seeds and uh, the, the birds would then be able to eat the seeds before they got hard, uh, the beaks uh, were, more, were smaller and, uh, and longer and thinner. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that they one species evolved into the other, it's rather that there were changes within the species. And what, furthermore, what they've noticed is that it's cyclical. Mm. In other words, during times of drought, certain types of beaks are, are, are formed uh, and, and uh, survive. In mm -hmm. other times uh, when it's wetter, other types of uh, finches with, uh, with uh, different beaks, shapes and sizes um, survive. Well, that, so it's not evolution, it's microevolution in that it's just adapting to nature yes. and whatever the cycles of nature are during that time. And bacteria do the same thing. We have bacteria that are antibiotic uh, um, uh, resistant, resistant, and that's the same thing. Well, interesting. We'll have some material for you in, in, in after the program, and uh, there'll be a number on the screen. You'll be able to write in for that material. Uh, things that have to do with creationism. Uh, versus evolution. And the Lord bless you. We've enjoyed our time with you immensely. Brother Stephen, thank you so much. And I know we're going to have you back again. It's been incredible. The topics have been very engaging. And God bless you. God bless you.
a DVD of today's program entitled Evidence for Intelligent Design, send your requests to Global Answers, 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio. The zip code is 45801 here in the USA. Or visit our website at global.